And welcome to another episode of Music and Vibes. I'm your host, Kiana W. Mitchell. How have you been? I know it's been a whole week since we were together. And boy, oh boy, do I have a lot to talk to you about. Let me just begin by saying thank you guys so much for taking time out of your busy day just to hang out with me. It makes me feel so honored and special and blessed. And I just want to let you know, I am not taking you for granted. I really love you all. And thank you so much for taking time to spend with me and I really love and appreciate you. You guys are doing such an awesome job sharing the show with your friends and I also want to say thank you for doing that. It is amazing when you know you have people that support you and that they will share your podcast with their friends and I just want to let you know it has not gone unnoticed. I notice it each and every week and I just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart for all that you're doing to listen to the podcast, hang out with me, support me, let other people hear it. It means a lot, and thank you so very much. Now, today I want to just say that um, I have a slight confession to share with you. Are you ready? Okay, don't tell anybody, because this would probably be embarrassing, but I know I can share it with you guys since we're cool, so here it is. I'm afraid to go to work. Yes, I said it. I'm terrified to go to work. No, the job is not hard. It's, you know, I'm doing something I know I can do. I went to school for it. I'm good with the job requirements. Unfortunately, there are some like little friends in our building. Have you guys seen the movie Ratatouille? Now, I know if you have kids, you've probably seen it. It is this movie about a mouse. Not just one. It's like his family of mice. I call them rats because, you know, I don't know what the difference is. It's like they're just animals. They have hairy legs. And it's just a rat to me so I really don't know what the difference is but anyway it's like a family of rats and they live on this farm or whatever but at the end of the story it was supposed to end up good but it's like they were trying to help this restaurant get a good review the rats could cook and they cooked the food in the kitchen and served it to the um the what do you call him the guy who critiques stuff yeah him anyway and of course they got shut down because it, it was like mice who made the food so Anyway, that is what happened with that movie, Ratatouille. It's just about a whole bunch of mice. Well, I would have to say, my office is kind of like Ratatouille. Yeah, we don't have one mouse. I think they're rats. We have like a couple of rats. Now, I have seen them around the building. Like, um, I've been working at the same place for seven years. And I really, like the first five years, I heard, I saw no rats. Like, there was nothing going on. I heard people tell stories about how they left food in their office and they saw a rat or whatever. But... You know, I had never seen a rat at work. I never heard of one. You know, I just heard stories. So maybe three years into me working here, I um, I thought I saw, like, rat poop on my desk or something. But it was just, like, one isolated one. It was really, really, really small. So I was like, it's probably not. So then I looked, and I was like, it could just be an insect. Now, I don't know if it was rat poop or an insect, but I do know somebody got it off my desk. I was terrified for a while, but I didn't see anything. I didn't hear anything. So I'm just like... You know what, Keanu is probably just like a little small bug, and that's probably what it is. So I let it go. So all was well. And then last year it started. We started hearing like stuff running around the roof of our building. 
And of course, we're like, well, you know, we have trees. It's probably just a squirrel. Probably not a big deal. And so we didn't pay any attention to it. We thought all was well. And then the exterminator came out one day. Now, I think what happened is, first we heard the noise at the top of the building. Then it was like one room in our office. We were smelling something that was really, really bad. It really stank really bad. So someone was like, I think that's a mouse. I was like, are you kidding me? But they thought we had a mouse in the wall. So they called the exterminator. He checked. And we did have a mouse in the wall. So they did have to go and fix that. So they fixed the mouse in the wall. They got that out. But then they told us that we had... um mice and that well they, we, they told us we had tree rats and it's like we have this big tree and they said that the rats run around the roof or whatever from the tree and somehow that is what happened so we have tree rats and I was like okay but I still didn't see anything in the building so I thought it was cool as you know but then like I think it was like two months two to three months later we someone saw a rat run like from one part it was on the other side of the office and they saw a rat and it ran in the room and then after the rat ran in the room it ran out of the room and it went into another office but they did catch it on those sticky things and after they caught it on a sticky thing they were able to um take it outside because we have someone in our office who loves animals so she took it outside and got it from the sticky thing trying to let it loose into the wild and then she but, yeah, it didn't work. It still died. Now, I just want to say all the animal lovers, I do like animals a lot. I'm just terrified of them. But when it comes to mice, I'm sorry. I like, no, I don't. It's like, I don't want to see them. It's like, I don't care if they live or be alive or whatever. Just stay out of my space. You know, that's it. And I'm the kind of person where if I see something, I'm scared. And if I'm forced to kill it, I'll just be traumatized. So, I'm terrified of mice. I'm terrified of rats. And so, that was one time they stood in the building. So, I was like, okay, just once. But then, um, it happened recently. I mean, it was okay because our building is huge. So, if it was on the opposite side and nothing was on our side, I didn't care. But then, a couple Fridays ago, oh my goodness, I had like the most terrifying experience at work ever. I came in the office early in the morning and my co-worker, she's like, Kiana, she, and our assistant, we have to share assistance, but she was like, Jacqueline's looking for you. And I was like, why? She's like, she want to show you something. And so Lisa's my coworker. We worked together for a long time. I talked to her with everyone when I come in. So I'm just assuming. And they had just come from this long retreat. So I just thought that since both of them were out on the retreat, that this had to do with um, some work or something that I left in the office for her to do and that she had questions since she hadn't been in the office all week. So I'm like, cool, no problem. If it's about authorizations or whatever it is, we can talk about it later. I can explain it. And then she's like, okay, wait. And then at that moment, I was going to go to my office. And then Jacqueline comes in. Now, if you, our office is set up where my coworker Lisa and my office is side by side. And then my, our assistant Jacqueline sits in front in like a little cubicle space. So she happened to be coming up at the same time. She's like, Kiana, come here. I got something to show you. She's like, look what I found in your office. And of course, I'm oblivious. I'm just like, oh, I wonder what she found in. Because she has the key to my office. She can go get get whatever she needs out of it. So I thought she found something. Maybe some kind person left me something. So I was like, what? So I go in the office. And as I go in the office, well, she took me to her side of the desk. And then I looked down. And to my horror and total dismay, there was like a rat. It wasn't a mouse, okay, because mice are tiny. It was a huge, huge rat, and it was stuck on a sticky thing. It was moving and squiggling. That's what they told me. I didn't see the moving and squiggling part. Thank God for that. I guess my mind just couldn't process that. Also, it was like the rat 
And then I screamed and I hollered. I made a scene and then I ran to like another side of the office. And then, of course, it was like early in the morning. So everyone was coming in because around 8 o'clock. And they thought it was hilarious to see me run and scream. It's like I didn't even put my laptop down. I didn't put anything down. I just had all this stuff on me, my lunch and everything. And I literally ran hollering and screaming to another part of the office. And I was like, oh, my goodness. They're like, Keanu, you going to your office? I'm like, no. Are you serious? I'm not going to my office. So finally, after like a long time, the janitor was supposed to come move the rat. He never came. So finally, my supervisor had to do it. And let's just say we were all terrified on that side of the office. It was terrible. So then the rest of the day, it was like my mind kept playing tricks on me. I thought I kept seeing mice. And it was not good. I was traumatized. I was like, you know what? I need a counselor to talk about this experience because for me it was traumatizing and it was terrible and horrible so now as you can imagine i no longer feel safe in my own office i totally feel violated just knowing that there are rodents in my office that totally freak me out so now when i go to work i'm literally stressed like i am literally on edge right now i'm doing this podcast in my car because i am terrified to do it inside so if you hear, like, little noises, that's probably me putting the window up and down so I won't, like, pass out while I'm sitting in the car <laughs> recording my podcast and talking to you. But, you know, I'm terrified. I can't go back in there. Like, what am I supposed to do? Like, part of me just wanted to sign in my resignation and put in my two-week notice. Like, I quit. I just quit. And, of course, it's dumb because it's like I'm quitting because I saw a rat. And I was like, no, Kiana, this is not the grown-up thing to do. This is not even the smart thing to do. Like, you don't quit because you see a rat. So I had to put my, like, big girl pants on and, like, go back inside my office. But just know I'm afraid. Now, you already know I'm terrified of animals. Like, I think the only animal that I like is a fish. And that's because they're confined to this nice jar. And they leave you alone and they don't come out. So this is not helping me at all. It's a good thing to have insurance because, like I said, I'm going to need therapy because seeing rats is really stressing me out. I'm laughing about this now because it's, it's actually kind of funny. <laughs> you have to admit, you know, a grown-up hollering and screaming because you saw a rat. That's kind of funny. But on a serious note, I, um, yeah, it's really stressing me out. I do not need um, exposure therapy, and I feel like all seeing all these rats is trying to give me exposure therapy to animals and stuff. I don't need it. I don't have to love animals. I, as long as I don't want them harmed, nothing bad happened to them, I don't need to have any exposure to them. And these rats are, like, stressing me out big time. So now, every day when I go to work, I'm like, God, please help me. So I go in. I am at a point now where I can shut the door again and, like, do my work. But let me just say, I'm always looking around, make sure there's no food. If I have any trash, I walk all the way to the other side of the office just to put it in the trash can because, uh-uh, I'm not trying that. I even have my trash sitting outside my door. Now, you know that's bad, but I do. I'm just like, no. So, I guess my question to you is, what do you recommend that I do to deal with my, like, extreme fear of going to work now that there are rodents in the office now i haven't seen any more since that time so maybe it was a fluke and maybe it got in or whatever but i don't know i'm still scared i don't care if it's a fluke or not i just know there's a rat in my room in my office or around my area and i don't feel comfortable going there so if you have any suggestions for what i could do any suggestions for what i should put out to make sure they don't come in my space Of course, it would have to be something where I don't see them because, you know, that would freak me out. But any suggestions on how to deal with my fear of going to work, please, I beg of you, let me know. Email me, not email me, 
face go to facebook go to the facebook page and you can write in the comments like what i should do or you can go through messenger and reach me and tell me what i should do i need your help please tell me what i need to do about my fear of going to work now that i know that we are not alone in the building all right can't wait to hear what you have to say and please do it as soon as possible because you know i, I gotta go work tomorrow all right well let me know what you think can't wait to hear from you today the topic that i want to talk to you about is learning from mistakes my motto in life is that it's okay to make mistakes like as long as you learn from them to me, making mistakes is like walking. I mean, when babies start to walk, they fall, but then they got to get back up and then they learn how to walk. And to me, that's what life is about. It's like in order to mature and grow, I think it's essential to make mistakes. Now, I'm not saying go ahead and just do stupid stuff that you know you shouldn't be doing. But, you know, it's like as a part of growing up, we make mistakes. And so to me, I think making mistakes is a part of life. And as long as you learn from your mistakes, it's okay that you make mistakes. I think that um, I've always taken pride in the fact that I do learn from mistakes. I'm that kind of person where if I make a mistake, I learn from it, and I try not to do it again or make that same mistake again. For example, if I'm saying and I say the wrong note, I remember the mistake or the note that I'm not supposed to say, and I don't say it. I correct it, and then I do my best not to repeat it. I'm like that when it comes to my music. I'm like that when it comes to my job, when it comes to professional matters, and even when it comes to personal matters. That's like my motto. That's what I try to do. I'm usually on top of things when it comes to that. However, I do find that um, I don't always learn from my um, mistakes when it comes to relationships. And let me give you an example of what I mean. Because I do, it's like I, I'm able to stop what I did for a period of time, but then I always end up going back and making the same mistake again. Don't ask me how, but that's how it usually happens. For example, as I told you earlier, I have three daughters and I love them to death. Kennedy, Megan, Dawson. They are like my lights. I love my babies. But they are at that age where I call them tweens. They're like 9, 11, and 12. Like, next year, my daughter, my 12-year-old is going to be a teenager. So, parents, you know how it is when you have kids who are tweens. It's like their hormones are racing wild. They're all emotional and stuff. And so, especially when you have daughters, they argue a lot. It's like they love each other, but then they don't. But then they love each other. Go figure. I do not know. Anyway, they have this thing where they argue sometimes. And it's weird because we can't be having a great day. Everything can be going great. We can be having fun. And then somebody does something to someone. And then Candy will be like, first, it usually starts with Candy picking at somebody. And then Megan will get mad and hit or say something. And then it goes on and on and on until you have like a full-blown argument. Now, I mean, I don't really care if they argue sometimes as long as they learn how to resolve their arguments because I feel like I can't always step in to stop them because then they'll never learn how to resolve conflict in a normal and healthy way. However, they keep bringing me into it. Mom, she said this. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. Yes, I did. How come you're not spanking her? How come she's not getting in trouble? I'm like, people, I haven't spanked them since they were younger. It's just too much work. But I do do timeout and I take things away from them. So then Megan would be like, well, how come you didn't put her in timeout? Well, I got in trouble for this. You took my allowance for that. And you're just like, people, stop it. And I know what I should do is just calmly tell them, listen, you guys need to resolve this. I'm not going to get involved or, you know, just resolve it. But usually that's not what I do. Instead of trying to let them resolve it so that they can learn how to work things out, I usually, I'm usually like, guys, just be quiet, stop it, I'm done, go to bed, or go to timeout, or whatever. 
and I don't really listen to what they have to say. Now, I know listening to what they say is important because I need them to feel like they're validated and that I hear what their, their complaints. Because even though they are arguing and it does annoy me, I mean, they, it's a valid complaint to them. Now, no, I don't think I'm being unfair because when you have three kids with three different personalities, you cannot treat everybody the same. So what works for Megan doesn't work for Kennedy, and what works for Kennedy doesn't work for Dawson. So each person has to be treated differently because of their personality. But my kids don't see it like that. They just think, oh, mommy's not fair because... I got in trouble for doing this, but she's not. And they don't know that, okay, maybe your punishment has to be a little harder because that's how you learn. But her punishment may be like the threat of being in timeout and they stop. You know, it just depends on personalities. And I've been doing a lot of reading on how to handle this and everything. But there are days and times where even though I know what I should do, because I've done it before, I've done it like, a lot so I know what I need to do and I know the correct procedure for handling this but because of my frustration I'm just like no you're in timeout or I'm not listening to anybody I don't care who did what I'm just not listening which is not a good way to handle it but the weird thing is I used to handle it better when I was reading books and I was trying to correct myself and fix things and it worked for a while I did learn from my mistake and I was like I need to work on this and fix this but then after a month or two I went back to what I normally did now this is not anything new because I do this all the time like another bad habit that I have is well, I don't think the first one's a bad habit it's just like not dealing with my kids sibling rivalry in the right way now I know that what I'm going to tell you now is like a bad habit that I do have I have a bad habit of cutting people off when they talk and I don't even know why I do it and I think I do I don't know why I do it so I'm not going to try to say why I do it but let me just say that my intention is not to um say my intention when I cut people off it's not like I don't think what the other person is saying is not important because I know that what they're saying is important I'm not trying to be rude and I'm not trying to make it sound like what I have to say is better and I don't care about anyone else because that is very far from the truth that is so far from the truth I think my problem is just that my mind it goes a million miles a minute like I'm always thinking about something there's always something I want to say and I want to get out so in my attempt to communicate with everything going a million miles a minute and I want to just hurry up and get out what I have to say, I cut people off. And when I do that, it comes across as uncaring or even rude. Now, since I know I do this, I try very hard to pay attention to what other people are saying and wait until they, are, they finish speaking before I speak. But lately, I have found myself once again cutting people off when they are talking. So even though I thought I fixed the problem, if I were really honest with you, I would have to confess that I did not fix the problem and that um, I don't even know if I learned. Well, I think I did. See, here's the problem. It's like I learned from the mistake, but it's like how do you correct it and fix the problem? So I know not to cut people off, but like how do I stop doing it? And I've changed it before, so I know I can stop and change it again but the point is like how do you make these how do we make these changes long lasting i know all of you myself included we made mistakes we learn from them great but like how do we change the mistakes that we've made and make sure we don't do it again in the future now i know i for one i have seen people make the same mistakes over and over again and you have to and i have said to myself how could they keep doing it over and over they know what the outcome's going to be like what is their problem but they keep doing it and doing it and doing it and doing it. And I have tons of advice for people who do the same stuff all over and over. Believe me. But the weird thing is, when it comes to me 
And when it comes to me doing the same stuff over and over, all that good advice I have for them, I just cannot take because it's me doing the, mis- making the same mistakes over and over and not someone else. I guess the question is like, how do you change? Now, insanity, it, the definition of insanity is like someone doing the same thing over and over and over again, but expecting different results. Now, if this is a definition of insanity, then I think we are all just a little insane. Yes, we are. And I mean it's not in a bad way, but I say it because we, whether we want to admit it or not, we all have that one area in our lives where we continue to do the same thing over and over and expect different results each time. For some of you, it may be dating the same type of man or woman and they are not ready to commit and you expect a commitment from them. Or it could be the way you deal with your spouse or parent your children, as I have confessed. Maybe it's the way you deal with frustration or anger. Or it could be the way you treat God or how we deal with stress of our jobs. Whatever it is, we all have one area in our lives where we display signs of insanity. I personally think at some point we should stop trying to change and instead just make a lifestyle change. For instance, I notice whenever I decide to go on a diet, I am not successful. And here's why, because I'm always like, oh goodness, I can't eat that, can't have this, whatever. And it just seems so restrictive. But I think that if I just made it a lifestyle change and and I was just like, you know what, I'm not going to eat this because it's not healthy for me. Then it would be so much easier for me to eat healthier. And I know this because I've done this. There have been times where I made a lifestyle change and I said, you know, I want to be healthy and I want to sing better. And I know that eating all this cheese is affecting my voice. So at the lifestyle team, just not going to eat cheese. And I'm successful. I'm able to do it for like years. But when I say things, well, I think I'm going to go on a diet and I'm going to cut cheese out. It doesn't work. Like not at all. And it just seems like I keep failing and failing over and over again. So I just think that at some point in our lives, we need to stop making changes and we need to just make things a lifestyle. I know that um, in the Bible... It says that God is love. And I like that because it doesn't say God tries to be loving, God tries to be kind. It says that's what he is. And I feel that if we follow his example and if that is what we were, then it wouldn't be so hard for us to make lifestyle changes and correct things that need to be corrected. So for instance, let's say that it was just who I am to be kind. It's just who I am to be loving and listen and to be patient. If this was just who I was, then... It would just be me and it would be part of my lifestyle and I wouldn't even have to worry about wondering if I'm cutting people off or, oh, maybe I could have been kinder, did I say this right or whatever because I would know I already did it because this is what I do. And I think that if we follow God's example and if we made it a part of who we were, then all these things that we are trying to change would not be so hard to do. Like instead of trying to have confidence, what if we just were confident? Instead of trying to have faith, what if we just we're faith and we just believe when I say we're faith I guess what I mean is like instead of trying to have it what if we believe that no matter what was going on God was in control so instead of trying to do these things we would already be what we believe you know if that makes any sense we would be the things that we're trying to correct and change so in God's instance he is love so it's not hard for him to love us when we do stupid stuff or when we make mistakes or we don't listen or we are not kind it's not hard for him to love us because that is what he is. That's who he is. That's the core and the essence of his being. And if we made those things, those kind and good characteristics, the, the core and essence of who we were and our quality, then it would be so much easier 
for us to be loving and kind and patient and listen to people. All the mistakes that we continue to make over and over and over, we wouldn't make because it wouldn't be in our nature to do. It wouldn't be in our character to do. And yeah, it's hard to change and to make kindness and love and all these things part of who we were. To make these changes us, you know, it's hard to do it. But since God is love, it is. it wouldn't be hard if God was helping us. I think the point I'm trying to make is that whatever change that it is in your life that you want to make, whether it's having better relationships or being more confident or having a healthier diet or like me, parenting my tween children better or, you know, not cutting people off, whatever it is, if we made that thing part of our character, then it would be easy for us to change. We would no longer make the same mistakes over and over again because it wouldn't be us. That wouldn't be who we were. That wouldn't be what we did. We'd be like new people. Like, it just would not be what we did. Now, it's very, very difficult for us. But what I want to challenge you this week is instead of trying to change all your flaws and fix the things that you think are wrong, I want you to just try to let it be who you are. And this is difficult. But here's my proposal to you. Since God is love, apparently he already knows how to be loved. And I think that with God on our side, there's nothing we cannot do. So I think that it would be awesome if you, I'm going to make this commitment to you and I want you to make this commitment to to me and also to yourself that this week we are going to take that thing that we want to change. I don't know what it is in your life that you want to change, but I know for me, here are the things I want to work on. I want to work on being a better parent to my kids and listen to them and address things correctly. I want to work on listening to people and being more patient, loving, and understanding and not just rushing people all the time because my mind's running a million miles a minute. You know, that's what I want to work on. And I know there are probably things you want to work on, whether it's professional, whether it's personal, whether it's relationship-wise, whatever it is that you want to work on. I challenge you this week to go to God. And I challenge you to say, God, you know what I need to change. I keep making the same mistake over and over and over. And I want to change. Ask him to make that change that you want to make a part of your character. So that way it will be, you will not always worry about, am I doing this right? Am I doing whatever? It would just be a part of who you are. So I'm going to ask God to make kindness and patience and lovingness and all of these things a part of my character. Because I think if I had patience and I was kind and I listened more, then all this stuff with my kids and trying to parent them better, it wouldn't even be an issue because I would already have that, you know, down pack. So my challenge to you is all of us, let's go to God with the things we want to change and ask him to make these things that we want to change, like these characteristics part of who we are. Just like he is love, if he would make kindness part of me, faithfulness, patience, all these things part of who I was, then I know all these things I want to change would automatically happen. So this week my goal is to ask God to make these things part of my lifestyle. And I also want you to ask God to make whatever your thing you want to change part of who you are. Because if if it is part of who we are, then these positive changes will be part of our lifestyle and it will be easy for us to do. And I know it sounds hard, but with God, all things are possible. And if God is on our side, we have an advantage, and I know we're not going to fail. So this week, I challenge you to go to God, and with God's help, let us all make all these things that we want to change 
part of our lifestyle and part of who we are. The song that I want to share with you today is called Running Back to You. Now, this song talks about how we don't always understand what God is doing, so we turn away from him and then we go running back to God when things are out of our control. While you listen to the song, just think about what we talked about and ask God to help you make the things that we want to change part of our lifestyles and part of who we are. It's hard for me to understand how this is a part of your plan. The wind in the crying and disappointment makes me want to give up on you. Then I go running back to 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 you. Said you never leave my side. Why do I feel so alone? I know your timing is not like mine. Why do I keep rushing you? Then I go. I hope that you enjoyed this song. I am just so grateful that God accepts me back every time I come back to him. Wow, I just love him so much for his acceptance and his forgiveness. Before I end the show, I would like to thank our sponsor, Anique Music, for their support and for sponsoring the show. For those of you who didn't know this, Anique Music is a publishing company that represents all of the songs that you hear on Music and Vibes. Now, all of the songs that you hear on the show are written by me, yours truly, Kiana W. Mitchell, and I hold the copyrights to all of the songs. If you have any advice for me for how to get over my fear or work, please make sure that you send me a message through either Messenger or just leave me a comment in the Facebook um, on our Facebook page. Now, this week I am going to try to do something a little different. 
And I'm going to try to put the link to the Facebook page in the show notes. This way it will make it easier for you to get to the Facebook page. I also want to encourage you to go to iTunes and if you have not already, leave a positive review for the show. This will help other people find us. Now continue to share the show with your friends. You are doing such an amazing job with this and just keep up the good work. And thank you so much for hanging out with me this week. Until we meet again next week. Hope you're having a good day, whether you're winning or losing. I love you, and no matter what, you're going to make it through. Bye-bye for now, and I'll see you next week. Hope you're having a good day, whether you're winning or losing. I love you.